Welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. Here we analyze politics, culture, technology, and society at large through the lens of critical thinking and open-mindedness, not demagoguery and partisan hyperbole. I'm Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, your host and guide. So without further delay, let's get started. It is great to be with you down here in sunny Tampa, Florida. The tide has turned. We're moving into summer. And yes, for us down here, that means, oh, 100% humidity and 90 plus days for about six months in a row. Uh, they're coming. They're starting to get here. But for now, today, it's just great to be here with you uh, on the sunny Florida Gulf Coast. You know, I... I happen to be delivering a lecture today on life views, comparing a couple of philosophers, Epicurus versus Stoic philosophy. And later that day, I I ran across an article that really floored me and actually kind of saddened me at the same time. It appeared in the American Psychological Association Journal, and it was titled, Stress in America 2020, a National Mental Health Crisis. And I was stunned to learn that the amount, the sheer volume of anti-anxiety medications, it's literally at the highest level that it has ever been in the history of America. They cited from the National Institute of Mental Health that 43% of Americans are right now taking some sort of a mood-altering prescription. This is just absolutely unbelievable to me. I'm, it's, it's actually hard for me to even fathom that this could even be possible. But they go on in this article to talk about FUD, or fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and how these things are rampant in society right now and these are emotions that are like toxic poison to your physical your intellectual even your spiritual well-being we as a society we must find ways to overcome mental strongholds or limiting beliefs that we have in our mind because they are incapacitating our ability to deal with stress and geez, just life events in general. Look, it's normal for all of us to have limiting beliefs. We we always have to try to overcome them. I have them, you have them, but goodness, when we are so often reaching for a pill to mask problems, we just have to find a better way. We simply can't stay in this helpless mental state where we where we reach for a pill, we, we have to find healthier ways to overcome limiting beliefs that, that foster and are that come about because of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Since I've been working on my book, and I mentioned this in the last podcast and, and my course, which by the way, it's gonna be titled The Optimal Health System. And I hope this will be done very soon, maybe within the next few weeks. But I've, I've been really studying and researching. First of all, what is optimal health? 
also how do we reach our optimal state and of course why does it even really matter and I found the findings when I was doing research in that article I mentioned earlier just just stunning things so despite several months of acclimating to this new reality this new world this societal upheaval that came about because of COVID-19 Americans are just struggling to cope with disruptions. Nearly 8 in 10 adults, 78%, say the coronavirus pandemic is a significant source of stress in their life, even today. Uh, 2 in 3 adults, 67%, say they've experienced increased stress over the course of the pandemic. Most commonly, they report increased tension in their bodies. 21% of the people have this snapping or getting very angry quickly, another 20%, unexpected mood swings, 20%, or screaming or even yelling at loved ones, 17%. Here's a crazy one. More than three in four adults, about 77%, say the future of our nation is a significant source of stress. That's up significantly from 2019 when it was just 66% of adults said the same thing. And more than 7 in 10 Americans, almost 71%, say this is the lowest point in our nation's history that they can even remember. And especially Gen Z, they have the highest level of any generation. Basically, everything right now is pointing down. Even outside this particular study, obesity is up. Since the pandemic, more than 42% said they're heavier. Antidepressant medication, which I've talked about, up 60-some percent since the pandemic. I mean, mentally and physically and emotionally, we are just a collective hot mess. So I was delivering this talk on stoicism. And in the face of all the negativity... I think we need to look backwards for answers, not forwards, and definitely not to our politicians or definitely not to some newfangled, crazy metaphysics stuff and almost certainly not turning to drugs immediately for a quick little cure fix because there are some very powerful tools that I want to talk about today that I was lecturing on that, that we can use to improve not tomorrow, not next week, but literally after you hear this today, you can put these three things I'm going to talk about into, into practice instantaneously. So just humor me for one second. Let me play professor to set the stage. So stoicism. I've talked about stoicism before in this podcast, but it's basically a philosophical school of thought. goes all the way back to Hellenistic age of Greece. Uh, founded by Zeno in Athens in early, roughly around the 3rd century BC. And according to his teachings, as social beings like we are, the path to happiness or blessedness or peace, whichever one you want to use, in this crazy world that we live in, is found in something really simple, in accepting the moment as it presents itself. By not allowing yourself to be controlled by the desire either for pleasure or by the fear of pain or the fear of anxiety. Uh, 
sure, obviously this is much easier said than done, but today I'm going to give you three daily practices that you can start immediately to help you. So the Stoics are especially known for teaching that virtue is the only good for human beings. And in any external thing, such as health or wealth or pleasure, they're not necessarily good or bad in and of themselves, but only have value as material for virtue to act upon. So watch this, just watch this. Any material thing in the world only has a virtue or a value or importance in how we act upon it. Let's make this even more simple. Every moment and every opportunity is a chance to challenge, excel, and find peace in life. No matter our initial emotional reaction of good, bad, or whatever. Notice, Stoicism doesn't say every moment, event, or opportunity is a chance to whine, complain, blame, despair, yell at, scream, name call, quit, or cry. That's not what we're saying. We will find power here for you to change your life just by simply changing your perspective on life. So to start though, so let's just go ahead and get on with it right here. And let me go ahead and give you three principles, three daily practices, three actions that will completely change your perspective on things. And if we can implement these and live by these things, see, it doesn't do any good to just be a librarian of knowledge. We need to be like a warrior of knowledge, meaning we we don't just know what is good and right, but we actually do what is good and right. We all have that know-it-all friend that has the answers for everything, and you know who I'm talking about because you know one of them. Sort of like that person who's broke as could be broke but they've, they're always doling out the perfect financial advice to somebody else on how to get out of a problem. Or those people who want to give marriage advice that have been divorced and remarried five, six, seven times. You know, we need to focus our energy towards those teachers that actually could walk the walk, talk the talk. So once we know the right steps, then we need to do them. Otherwise, we just waste time. But okay, here are the three practices to help all of us overcome fear, uncertainty, doubt in life. So number one, we have to focus on what is up to us. Now, the uh, the immediate question always when I talk on this subject is, well, what in the world is up to us? Let me Let me tell you some things right now first that is not up to you. You don't get to decide. Death, outside events, other people's opinions, your reputation, sometimes your health, your wealth, your job, other people's actions. Wow. Some of those on that list, though, our initial response, and even for me, it's hard. Like, health, what are you talking about, my health? I have the ability to eat right and exercise and do the right things. But sometimes, 
And all of us have faced one of those sometimes when someone very near and dear to us got cancer, got a tumor, something happened, they got sick, and they died. Sometimes those things are not up to us. But let's focus like the Stoic. Here's the things that are 100% you have control and you can't blame anybody for them but you. So here's the things that you need to focus on. Your thoughts. Your thoughts are up to you. How, what comes through your mind is yours. And sometimes we get those snap, those snap thoughts. Well, we need to refocus them instantaneously when they cross our, our mind. Also, what's up to us are judgments. Oh, do we like to judge people really quickly? Oh, are we quick to stereotype and judge another person immediately? That's up to us. And then finally, our thoughts and our judgments lead to our actions. What you do in a day is up to you. What you do to feed your body the right food, what you do to feed your mind the right information, where you spend your time on social media, that's your actions. So your thoughts, your judgments, and your actions Those are up to you. You need to take control of them yourself. And if you own them, it eliminates so much of that, oh, woe is me, the world hates me, the world's against me, I can't overcome this. I guess I better grab a drink or I better grab a pill. Or I better blame somebody else for my problem. Thoughts, judgments, actions. Throw all of your focus right into those things. And if you act upon those things and you monitor your self-talk, your self-judgment, you will eliminate so many of those intellectual strongholds that may be holding you back. The second thing that the Stoic says you need to do is your perception to an event is key. Meaning you need to turn obstacles into the, into an opportunity. So for example, the person who's always depressed and anxious and upset and angry at the world, um, when an, when an event or an obstacle happens, oh, that wasn't my fault. Oh, that was the other person. Oh, this sucks. My life is over. The second I hit this, oh my gosh. This is so bad and so awful and I'm never going to overcome this and oh, woe is me, the world is ending. That's not the way. That is not the way for you to lead a happy and fulfilled life. It's a way to make sure you end up as one of those people in the American Psychological Association article I mentioned earlier. uh, You end up in that situation when you have that mental standpoint. However... Here's what you need to do. You need to turn those obstacles you encounter into opportunities. Because when you run into an obstacle, if you understand your thought, your judgment, and your action is up to you, if you understand that judgment is up to you, that thought, that action, then you can kind of have the mentality of, great, 
Now I can practice patience, endurance, calmness. I can overcome pain. I can prove I can do something. See, if you've got control with number one, then when you run into an obstacle, you don't view it as the end of the world, but instead you view it as an opportunity to improve yourself. So to the stoic, one of the greatest things that happen in his life is when you encounter hardship because this gives you an opportunity to challenge yourself with your thoughts, your actions, and your beliefs. The third one, try and do this. It's not easy. It requires some time. But the Stoics integrated into their daily life the practice of reflection. And I'm actually going to read a quote here from Seneca. He's again one of these big three Stoic philosophers. Uh, He said this, quote, When the light has been removed and my wife has fallen silent, aware of this habit that's now mine, I examine my entire day and go back over what I've done and said, hiding nothing from myself, passing nothing by. For why should I fear any consequence from my mistakes when I'm able to say, see, that you don't do it again, but now I forgive you, end quote. This practice, this daily practice of reflection is powerful. And so if you want to, if I can give you three simple ways to practice this daily reflection, here's three questions you can simply ask yourself. For those of you that journal or have a diary or keep track of your personal progress, you could actually incorporate this into that process. Number one, ask yourself, what good did I do today? And reflect back on your day. Number two, what could I do better? And then finally, how could I be the best version of myself? This is a practice of daily reflection. The middle one, what could I do better? That's where the real, that's where where the real wealth, the real growth comes about. And so those, that's the third thing. So in Stoicism, and hopefully some of you will consider having a look at some of them. The there were three, the big three of Stoicism, as I call them in my classes. I recommend reading all of them, and their their books are very accessible, easy to read, and they're out there everywhere. The first guy is Marcus Aurelius, and he was a Roman emperor. In his time, maybe the most powerful man in the world as a Roman emperor. The second one is a guy named Seneca. He was a tutor to Roman emperors, sort of a an entrepreneurial spirit kind of a guy before that term would have even really actually been a term. And then a a guy named Epictetus, and he actually was a slave that turned into this renowned philosopher. So you can imagine uh, what level of intellect it would take for someone to rise from slave to a well-respected philosopher back in those days. So Three men, three totally different backgrounds, three powerful Stoic philosophers, which shows really the diversity of this philosophy to transcend race and social class and wealth levels. So check out these 
these individuals because I think they may hold a key for many to overcome all the fear, uncertainty, doubt, and all this stuff that swirls around. And I'll even give you a, a quote from from each of them here. Arilla said, waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Just be one. You just have to act. Sometimes we get so stuck in a rut of thinking and and I'm gonna, coulda, woulda, shoulda. And, and when you don't move to action, it actually creates more stress, more anxiety, because you're constantly thinking about it, but nothing's ever getting done. Seneca said this, we are more often frightened than hurt, and we suffer more in imagination than in reality. I want to say that part of this quote one more time. We suffer more in our imagination than we do in reality. We get so worked up over stuff and it's just not healthy to create such massive levels of fear and anxiety based on things. And of course, our cable news, our social media, our politicians are constantly trying to swirl and stir up all this fear and doubt and anxiety and that stuff. But we have to remember that most often... We suffer more in our own imagination of things than in reality. And Seneca also said this, How does it help to make troubles heavier by bemoaning them? Look, we live in a, how do I say this in many ways, a ridiculously soft society. And we just have to learn to stop whining, complaining, bemoaning, blaming all of these things other people other things other whatever it doesn't it doesn't help to do that so we need to challenge ourselves intellectually and once again that comes back to that item number one focus on what's up to us our thoughts our judgments and our actions are up to us and so Seneca is very clearly telling us just stop complaining, get control of yourself, get control of your mind, and then those actions will start to move you forward. And then Epictetus said this, how long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? One of the first things I mentioned was we have strongholds in our mind. We have limiting beliefs. Some of these strongholds can be so fierce and so demonic that they become an addiction that can literally lead to death. Sometimes it may not be so dramatic. Maybe you've fallen into a trap of allowing yourself to be labeled. Maybe you have way too much set negative self-talk that you can't achieve X, Y, or Z, that you could never start that business, that you could never do this new thing or start a new job or go back to school or whatever it is but there's a stronghold in your mind that's holding you back and Epictetus says again how long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself I challenge you to practice these three daily activities because it can have a massive change in your life 
just by addressing and paying attention to all those thoughts and feelings and that run through your mind every single day. So as I wrap up, look, I get it. The reasons for anxiety, stress, health, and life circumstance, it's always different for everybody all the time. Yet the one thing, no matter what your circumstance that is universal, is you control your mind. Some people have had blessed, easy, wonderful lives, financially, emotionally stable, wonderful families. You may That may not be you. You may have had a very d- tough, challenging, difficult financial life. You may have went through some very serious health problems. I don't know what it is for you. But if you can hear my voice, listen to this podcast and understand the precepts that the power is within you to change your circumstance by getting control of your mind, you're on the way to overcoming. Nobody ever said life would be easy, but so much of the things that we need to do actually are pretty simple if we just go ahead and we begin taking steps forward to improve. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. You know, there there is simple things you can do to dramatically improve your life circumstance. I challenge you, take those three very simple, stoic action principles uh, Because making simple mental changes to your outlook on life could not, could move you from a position of just surviving in life to thriving in life in this very crazy modern world that we're living in. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, please click like or follow and you're going to be alerted whenever new podcasts come available. But until the next time, have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.